Merry Christmas, and welcome to Constitution Corner. I'm your host, Robert Owens. As our Christmas message from Constitution Corner, let's talk about our constitutional system and our founding fathers and their relation to the Judeo-Christian heritage that has made our country the most powerful, most prosperous nation in all of recorded civilization. The key thing to understand is that our Constitution was in large part uh, drafted and understood and conceptualized based on core biblical principles. So what we find to start is that in Exodus chapter 18, there's a story of Jethro, uh, you know, which is the father-in-law of Moses, confronting Moses and telling him that his, the way that he's running uh, the Israelites was not good. Uh, and at the time, Moses was essentially running it as a dictatorship, uh, and it was a total mess. And Jethro rebukes Moses, and he tells them instead to create a system of government, which at the highest level, at the national level, we have issues dealing with things like war and peace, and that as we go further down the ladder and we get closer to things that impact the family, that authority needs to be dispersed out uh, through a system of judges is what they, they put in place and what Jethro uh, recommends. And our founding fathers saw that and they thought it was a brilliant concept. A lot of schools these days talk about a separation of powers at, on a horizontal basis. And so what we'll see is that they'll talk about the judicial, the executive, and the legislative branches as being a separation of powers. But what is totally missed and what is absolutely key and is this aspect of Exodus 18 that we see in the Constitution is that there is a core critical second separation of powers, which is a vertical separation of powers, where you're going to have the federal government deal with just a small few enumerated powers, where you'll have a much broader set of powers vested at the state government level, and then a much broader, uh, even yet, uh, set of powers that are vested either at the local government level or at the family level, uh, where families should decide uh, things that, are, you know, you get down to that level. And we see that in Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, where it lists just the limited and enumerated powers. And there's, you know, a few other things sprinkled throughout the Constitution. But Article 1, Section 8 has the lion's share of those things. And sometimes liberals will point to something called the Supremacy Clause uh, to say, well, the Constitution is elastic and you can do all these other kinds of things. And that's utter nonsense. The Supremacy Clause that says, hey, we can do we can enact uh, proper laws that carry forward just what is listed in this constitution and 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 that's what the supremacy clause uh, means or the necessary and proper clause that's what it, it, it's getting to there now going back to our founding fathers we need to understand that the bible was the most used reference book by the founders when they created our Constitution. In fact, most of the founding fathers were church officers, elders or founders, or, or founders of, of Bible societies. In fact, Thomas Jefferson, which is sometimes taken on by the, the left, 
uh, for uh, uh, being sort of an atheist or a deist. This is nonsense. He was a, a Bible believer uh, that, that, that had a thorough understanding and, and belief in God. Uh, in fact, they see things from Jefferson taken wildly out of context. For example, he writes a, uh, a letter to a nephew once, and he says, um, you know, challenge everything, challenge even a, a belief in God. But it's taken out of context because his advice to his nephew in that respect is not have a disbelief in God. It's to challenge the concept mentally because when you do so and then you start putting everything together, you will see God's presence and your faith in God will be that much stronger as a result of it. So that's the that's the reality of of our founding heritage of, of Christian understanding and who our founding fathers were. And we have to understand that freedom without morality is a train wreck and has succeeded nowhere in being anything of particular value. But what is truly made our country great is that we have this combination of freedom plus individual restraint and morality, right? The Ten Commandments forms the basis uh, of that morality. And it is, again, this combination of freedom plus morality that has led to more prosperity for more people, whether they're black, white, brown, Asian, it doesn't matter. Freedom is a blessing to all people. And we have to remember that that is the heritage that we should cherish. So Merry Christmas and know that that heritage has made our country great. Don't just know your constitution, live it. This has been Liberty News Hour. Please visit jbs.org and thenewamerican.com to find more information about this topic as well as other critical information. And please share this with others.